Hi, this is Rachel Sherman, and welcome to the FitFab and 40-something podcast, where each week we'll discuss issues surrounding health, wealth, fitness, and wellness to help you navigate your way through your 30s, 40s, and 50s. Hello, and thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I have with me in this episode Alicia Fistonich, who is a mum of two, founder of the Her Raw event, which will be held in April next year, uh, the director of Strong Fitness Magazine Australia, and someone who is a champion and advocate for empowering women in their journey to be strong in whatever way strong um, means for them. So thank you for chatting to us today, Alicia. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So firstly, I wanted to talk about the um, event that's coming up next year in April, the Her Raw event. Can you tell me what it's all about um, and how it kind of came to be? Yeah, of course. So um, so the event is about it's creating an environment for um, women who are either in participating in sport or health and fitness or are looking to, um, I guess, find other avenues where they can enjoy those activities. Um, and come together in like a really empowering educational safe space where they can go and watch and cheer on other women who are competing um, and I guess be empowered by that or compete themselves um, or be able to go and listen to seminars from women who are either professional athletes or are um, like allied health professionals or experts in their field providing information about a variety of topics. Um, And I guess just generally going to an environment that is all around like it's 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 all about supporting and empowering women but across such a broad range of areas that is just like it's um it's a little grittier but it's it's still a little raw a little more vulnerable but still giving giving women a really supportive environment that's not that allows them to go with their friends and you know be be who they want to be, but also have those opportunities to try different things as well. So it's kind of like my my actual goal of it is about bringing two different sides of the industries together. So we've got like the sporting side and then the fitness side, because it's usually either one or the other when in in essence, they really do, they really should holistically be together. Um, And then building out like a a community from that. Fabulous. So there will be um, like a more of a, uh, I guess an expo type thing where you've got um, uh, companies and brands um, participating and showing off their products, um, as well as the education side, as well as the actual putting it all into practice um, and the kind of competitive side and um, and actually the doing the events, the um, the competition. Yeah, look, it's a really interesting hybrid mix of an event, to be honest. So, yes, you're right. We do have, like, there is the expo side there. So we've got the traditional trade stands who are there. And they're all businesses that are that are very heavily supportive of women. Like, they're mm. either businesses who are, you know, they're, they're supportive of women from a sports perspective or a fitness point of view. Or, like, they've all got some kind of a, a foot in the door for wanting to support women and their growth and, and growing those industries as well. Um, and then on the side note from that, we have for our first year, we have a couple of different sports where they're participating in hosting competitions as well. So we have Strong Woman, 
powerlifting, bodybuilding, um, and CrossFit as the main anchor sports for this time. Mm-hmm. So they're and they're really exciting in the sense that with like strong women, for instance, it's the world's first masters invitational female only strong woman comp. Wow. Um, so that one, that one there is super exciting. Same with the powerlifting. Um, so there's invite only for both of those. The powerlifting will have a novice only competition. Um, CrossFit's a bit of a surprise that that'll be a pretty cool event as well. Um, and same with bodybuilding. So they're all the all be female athletes only. Um, so it's really the first sort of opportunity to get those to create like a competition, like a hybrid competition where we're getting all of those different sports and athletes and having them together and being able to celebrate them. You mm-hmm. know, like there's no there's no event here, and this is not this is not man hating at all. But there's no event here where there's a male sport or a male athlete or anyone in that area that's the anchor for this. Like we are the anchor. We are the reason that this event is existing. And that to me is super exciting. Like we're not an afterthought. We're not a second thought here. Like, you know, these women who are competing in powerlifting, like other people are coming to watch them because they are the best. Same with strong women, you know. So we're there to support and celebrate their competition, not as an afterthought. Um, so that's really, yeah, that's super exciting. And then the seminar side. So we have some really cool relationships there as well. So we've just recently partnered with the Minerva network who are, um, so that one's not like properly out and about yet, but that's fine. We can still talk about it. Um, so they do, they do some amazing work with female athletes in regards to increasing their commercial opportunities. Um, so we're working with them as well. Um, but yeah, so there's, and then there's opportunities there for people, women and people to come and try, um, like different sporting activities, you know, give a go at some netball or some soccer or basketball or whatnot. Um, and then some other, like, and some other softer opportunities like yoga and Pilates and things like that. Okay. So who are you targeting for this event? Is it people that are already doing um, these type of sports and um, competitions and, and fitness that are, you know, already participating in fitness or people that kind of, um, you know, they've seen it and they may just not really, they're not participating in it necessarily at the moment, but just want to kind of get a bit fitter and, and want to do it in that kind of safe female environment? Yeah, good question. So I think you really hit the nail on the head there where there are there are two really key audiences here that we are able to target and that we want to target. So the first one is that one that is um, that female who has possibly maybe has is in the early stages of thinking about making behaviour change. So mm-hmm. they're the ones that they, they may have dabbled in it in the past or they may not have and they're really keen to start, they know they want to start getting fitter and healthier, like the idea is starting to tweak in their mind, but they're not quite sure what that looks like for them. So I know historically with a lot of fitness expos, it's a, like a lot of people have taken up a sport or started partaking in a gym activity after seeing something at an expo as well um i have a lot of friends who got into powerlifting and bodybuilding from seeing it at an expo years and years ago they're like oh i really want to do that that's for me so i guess it's kind of opening the door up for that community as well Um, and then also on the flip side for those who are a little more experienced have maybe been participating in a physical activity for a couple of years and are looking to learn more, try something new, expand their networks, and I guess just generally, um, just generally participate in a community, in an event that hosts a community that is all about what they love. You know, so it's those really two key audiences there. When you talk about the community, um, what are you hoping this community will look like and? be doing um in the the year and years after the event 
Yeah, for sure. Good question. So there's a couple of, there's a couple of, I guess, um, there's a couple of answers to that, but probably one of the main ones that we want to look at, there's a couple of main ones there that we can answer to that one. So with women in general, looking, being able to say across the board that there is an increase in uptake in sport and physical activity across women, broad spectrum across the population. So even now, as much as statistics are rising and the amount of women who are participating in a physical activity is increasing, we still have so much more room to grow across different sports, across different fitness activities, across different physical activities, the whole works, you know. And I think as well as with women, again, across the board from media, we have been fed so much bullshit information. Sorry if I can't swear, by the way. um, We've been fed so much really, really shitty and inconsistent information in regards to what we should look like, the foods we should be eating, you know, dieting, um, you know, just what sports we should and shouldn't play, what's girly, what's not girly, you know, like just all of that rubbish. And being able to sit there and I think like one of the, like a really random example, but one of the things I loved so much about watching the the NRLW state of origin this year was there are women in there who are playing NRL and they have, they've got like, you know, they've got their nails painted, they've got fake eyelashes, they've got bows in their hair. And I'm like, I love this so much because they're so unapologetically just, this is who I am. I am I'm breaking all the stereotypes that you have put on me and this is, deal with it, you know? So I think just to take it, yeah, just to take it back a little bit as well, it's really about, I guess, showing. So with one of those audiences we talked about earlier, who are the ones that are maybe a little, you know, a little hesitant, a little more conservative at this stage, showing them that, you know what, they can still be one hell of a woman, but by still, but it's not going to change by, you know, them doing a, a sport or a physical activity. Hell, it may, it may encourage them to grow and I guess open doors to them in their mind of what they can, the things they can actually do. Mm. Um, so I think from a from a population health point of view, would definitely love to be able to walk away after sort of four to five years and say, hey, look, this is now, you know, so many more women are participating in sports and, and physical activity and their health intelligence is improving and, you know, their their body confidence and all of those different things are improving based on some of the flow-on effects that we can facilitate from this event. Um, so that's kind of our primary goal. The secondary one is more aimed at your, like your 13 to 17 year olds, which is an area that we'll look to roll out over the few, the years um, as well. So yeah. looking at, so we're looking at the moment for next year and hosting a, um, a youth camp on the Gold Coast for women of that age group, because it is such a high drop-off area and then looking to expand out in those areas as well over the years. So um, there's a lot of different ideas around that at the moment, but generally working to, I guess, slow down some of that drop-off that exists. Yeah. I was thinking earlier about, you know, we've, I think in the past five years or so, we've come a long way in, um, you know, the whole women in sport issue, um, but obviously still have a long way to go. And so much of that is like a just a generational thing, like a cultural generational thing, I think. Um, you know, for my parents, women only played certain sports, um, whereas for me, it's becoming a lot more um, just normalised that, you know, we're playing a lot more kind of social sports. But then I look at my daughter um, kind of between my age and my daughter's age, and that's where it's really opening up and um, their their access to every different sport has increased Um, and I think it just takes time for that culture um, and and generational change to kind of come through but I think it's fantastic that you're targeting that younger group as well 
No, thank you. And I totally agree. Like it definitely, it is something that definitely takes time. You know, it's like same thing for careers, you know, 50 mm. years ago, it was teaching or nursing, you know, like those were yeah. the, or admin, you know, those were the careers that women were encouraged to move into. Um, whereas now there's like, there's such a massive push for women to pursue STEM careers and, you know, careers in sport and finance and law and, you know, all those ones that were very traditionally and historically so heavily male dominated. Yeah. Um, and it's the same, same across for sports and fitness, you know, powerlifting as an example, the last five years, some of the, like the growth that that sport has experienced in the space, in the space for women, yes. it's just been absolutely amazing. So about seven to eight years ago, um, when I was like, when I was doing powerlifting and still coaching. So the, the gym that I worked at started an event called pretty and powerful. And the first event they did, so powerlifting for women, novice comp, all three lift. And the first comp they did had like 20 women compete, maybe 18. It was quite small. Then over the years, so the last one that they ran, I think it now runs across four gyms. There's like 300 women that compete and it may be more, you know. And so, and same with strong women, like the growth in those in CrossFit, the growth in those areas for women is just massive, you know. So you're right. It'll be really cool to see the next generation coming through and the effect on them. And I think also to that for that next generation, you know, we really want to advocate for it. I'm hoping that for that next generation, they don't have to have that necessarily passion and drive to be advocating for it because it will just be normal. It'll just be, well, of course, there's no other way. <laughs> like they won't yeah, have to exactly. worry about it. But it's even small things. Though. Like I said to someone the other day, like my, I've got two boys, so they're seven and four. And they're growing up in a time where they're watching the NRLW. They're yes. watching the women's um, cricket league. You know, they're watching yeah. the women's basketball league. They're seeing those things as normal, which really ties into exactly what you've just said about having to, like there'll be less of a need for that advocacy because it will start to become such a normal flow in culture. Yeah. But also to back off from that, the more women of like who are currently in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s that we're encouraging into this, again, the more normal it becomes as well for their next generation. You know, how many more children these days are seeing their mums being fit and active and healthy and it becomes normal. You know, I'll go to the gym, I'll do the sport because my mum's done it, you know, or rather than it just being for like a dad playing the sport side of things. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. I wanted to um, just quickly go back to uh, you mentioned about powerlifting um, and, you know, that's something that I've noticed and I'm, I would love to one day, probably would have loved to have competed one day in powerlifting, but um, uh, injury-wise and uh, my location makes it just a little bit difficult. But um, it seems to be these days such an inclusive sport certainly from in an amateur perspective um with as you said the increase in women but also you know they are all shapes and sizes but also they're all ages as well like you have women in their 70s competing and i just i love that yeah it's incredible hey and i think you absolutely absolutely hit the nail on the head there where like as far as inclusivity is concerned. And I think strong women ties into this as well. Um, if you haven't had the opportunity to see it, there's a there's another organization that we do work with who are called the Strong Woman, Strong Woman Web Series. Right. And they've just recently put a documentary on the ABC where they've followed four strong women competitors through their training journey to what was going to be the Arnold 2020 that got cancelled because of COVID. Um, but they did interviews, followed their training. And I think that also like it really highlights across both of those sports 
the fact that there's not one body shape that fits all that shows mm. how like fit and athletic and strong somebody is, you know? And I think that's also like, that's crucial to encouraging again, more women to be less scared about going and trying something because there is such a lack of judgment now, which is amazing. You know, like there's still, that does exist. You can't slip it under the rug, but you're, you're a hundred percent right where it doesn't matter what age, how, you know, what nationality you are, what body shape you have, what your background has been, what you've been through, you know, like I've, in my um, previous life as a coach, like I've coached women from teenagers through all the way through to, you know, women in their fifties and sixties who had never picked up a barbell before or had only done like pump classes, you Mm. know? So it's, it's really empowering and inspiring to see um, before I stop talking, but there's a woman on Instagram. She's an American lady. Her name is Joan. I'll send you her details once I get off the call so that you can add them. Um, But she's in her seventies, I think it is in the U S and she started, she started training a few years ago and she does powerlifting and she is amazing. Like wow. she is just peak inspiration, that woman. Yep. So she's definitely, she's definitely worth a follow. Awesome. Well, let's, I'm sure it's someone that I will be hoping I will be like at still at 70. So I, I look forward to seeing oh, 100%. That. Yeah. <laughs> I can be half as amazing as her at that age. I will be winning. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so... What areas in both, I guess, you know, the sporting arena and the fitness industry, in what areas are we lacking when it comes to, um, I guess, inclusive inclusivity and equality with women? Oh, we do. That's a big question. What areas are we lacking? <laughs> are you saying like, Just are you more, like a are you more talking about... <laughs> No, no, you're right. So in regards to, so you're more talking about like, I guess the framework that's not there or the community support or the like, I guess for you, for you, like you're, you're kind of in, in this space, where can we do better? Like what is the glaring thing that you think that we can do better with? Um, That's a fantastic question. There's definitely a lot of answers to that, I think, but I'll just try and Honestly, I think uh, some of it for women comes down to access to role models. I think that's one part of it. Um, Across my experience with women, and this is not true for everybody, but broadly speaking, is that we tend to have to need permission from someone to do something, whether that's Mm. ourselves or somebody else. We definitely have to either see someone doing it or um, have permission from someone to say, okay, no, this is okay for you to do it. Like, you know, this is, this is fine. I do think that has a big part to play in it. So the more, and it's like that glass ceiling sort of metaphor, right? Like the more people that make and women that make it to the top and succeed, the more people and women who are invited and inspired to participate because they have, you know, they see someone's done it so that the idea forms for them. They're like, oh my God, cool. I can do this too. Mm. You know? So we have a lot of thanks to play to those women who have broken the glass ceiling for everybody else. Yeah. Um, I do think though, there is still a lot of really shitty mindsets and attitudes towards women and their body and what they can and can't do that exists across like media exists across other people in the community. So like other generations um, and other genders to an extent. Um, And I just want to really clarify here there that I'm not man hating in any way, shape or form. However, there is still a lot to be said for people passing comments on to women about their bodies and what they should do that are completely unsolicited. So I think that's part of it as well. And I think social media plays both a positive and a negative aspect here in regards to the fact that there is Mm -hmm. some completely unattainable um, things that are posted on there where people aren't as transparent as they should be that creates long and lots of um, follow-on issues. 
So I think in a nutshell, in one minute, <laughs> there's a couple of different things there. And I think I think one of the ways that we, like there's so many organizations doing such incredible things now about this. Like there's so many of them and they are doing amazing things specifically in sport from women who work in sport, from women who participate in sport, from um, organizations who hire women, you know, like there's so many of them. But in the sense that being able to create it and act, like being able to attack it from the avenue of, of your, your general everyday woman who wants to get fitter, stronger, healthier, be more active as well and bring them all together and say, hey, this is, you know, this is okay. This is not okay. This is really what the deal should be. Starts yeah. to create more conversations around that as well. Yep. So your um, the event in April next year, where did the, the name for it come from? Good question. Trying to think of a name for that event. Um, so to, just to backtrack, so I realized I didn't answer your question earlier about how I came up with the idea. So during COVID <laughs> as well, I saw, I was literally sitting there in lockdown thinking about it. And I was like, because we, um, about the different expos and things that exist. And I was like, you know what? Like there's not, like all of these expos are, they're all like, they're all centered on a, like a male identity. Mm. which is fine there is nothing wrong with that so we look at the Arnold's they're centered on Arnold Schwarzenegger we look at like the fitness expo it's very you know it's very um bilateral as far as gender presentation is concerned and just the emphasis on the different sports and fitness stuff which is fine but I was like you know what? there is nothing here that really put like celebrates women that yeah. in- includes them and empowers them and as an event for them um and it literally just came out of sitting through lockdown and just my brain my I kind of liken myself to a bit of a mad scientist so I have really good people around me who are more logical and organized than I am um but I started like it literally popped into my head and I kind of sat on it for a little bit and then because you know we didn't know what was happening with COVID and with all the Mm. lockdowns and where things were going and then after a couple of nudges I was like you know I'm just gonna run with this kind of fuck it just gonna go with it (laughs) see what happens you know just have fun essentially and it took some time for the name the name was hard because I was mindful of what as well, like we don't want to, we don't want to feel like people can't attend, like men can come along, like I want everyone to be able to come along to this in that sense, you know, like we're not going to turn anybody away, but I also want to, I don't want to, I don't want anyone who is in a position where they don't know who they are to feel like they can't come because of certain pronouns or things that we have in the name, so that was really hard and in the sense that we sat there, we thought, okay, so we've got to try and make this the best we can as supportive and empowering as we can. And like, I think it, it took me some time to really find something that resonated with me that wasn't too fluffy and that wasn't too harsh and wasn't too exclusive. And, you know, so we kind of, we kind of settled on that one. And I sat there and I was like, you know what, this is a whack. And we just kind of ran with it, to be honest. Like sometimes it's really helpful to stop overthinking things and not find something that's perfect and just oh, go, definitely. you know what, this gives me good feels. Let's roll. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's great. Um, you can become at the moment a foundation uh, member, is it? You can, yes. So until the end of October, we have, um, there are more tickets that will go on sale, but for, until the end of October, we have an opportunity for people to purchase what's called a foundational membership. So essentially yep. this is a ticket that's like the VIP of VIPs. So it gives you lifetime access. You'll never have to pay an entry fee. You get access to like a VIP bag. You get like a, um, a private access, like our um, before everybody else goes in time to access all the different stalls and things like that. Um, and there's a, there's a heap of other, like just little VIP tidbits that we've added onto that as well, which makes it really, um, really exciting. So we have those until the end of October and then it'll move on to early burn and then like the different phases of ticketing as well. Awesome. 
I'm pretty sure I'm a foundation member, so I'm excited for that. Oh, amazing. How exciting. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it should be yeah, it should be really good. Like we're building that one out to be quite exciting. Like we have some awesome goodie bags. Um, and when I say awesome, I mean like really awesome. Yeah. Um, like there's that side of it as well. And then just like private meet and greets and just all sorts of stuff. So it should be pretty cool, actually. I am definitely very excited. As soon as I saw it come, I first saw it on social media and I'm like, this is exactly what I want to do. This is exactly what I want to um, attend and be a part of. So, um, yeah, there's definitely plenty of like-minded people out there um, that have just been waiting for something like this to come along. So, um, yeah, you know, it's I actually can't very exciting. Um, well, thank you. I wanted to ask you also quickly a little bit about the Strong Fitness magazine. Um, what's happening with that? Yeah, for sure. So we're in the process at the moment of finalising the relaunch. So we'll do um, in the next week or so, we're going to put up a guess who's on the front cover teaser tile and we've got a competition. Competition. Oh, my goodness. We've got a competition that's in the works in regards to that as to who can guess who the front cover is. I <laughs> Like this front cover is amazing. Like it is Oh, it is just so awesome. So <laughs> I spoke with um, I spoke with our front cover model athlete the other day for our podcast as well. So that'll come out um, in the next sort of week or so. But yeah, so that is in the process and it's getting so super close now. So we're changing our model post-COVID now where it's going to be purely pretty much based on a subscription model for now. Right. And then we're, in, we're going to be launching really shortly our strong camps as well. So that's also super duper, 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 duper exciting. Yeah. Um, so we have... Yeah, so excited. Oh, my gosh. Um, so will it be so a, have... a print magazine as well as digital or just one or the other? Yes. Yep, no, it'll be print as well, but purely for subscribers and those who are attending Strong Camps. So we're going to keep it pretty niche for now because the magazine market and, like, retail has been absolutely hammered by COVID <laughs> and all the closures. So the smarter move is to, to keep it niche for now. Um, but we're in the process, like I said, of rolling out the camp. So we have about nine locations, I think, in various formats um, wow. from amazing one to two day um, like camps where you've got um, different workouts and seminars and things like that, all the way through to like SAS style and full three day retreats for the, over the next sort of four to five months. So very excited. <laughs> I mean, I want to be a part of it. <laughs> Well, we've actually, because you said you're regional New South Wales. Hey, we actually yep. have one that we're, um, we're going to roll out. Um, I think we decided the end of January um, that will be, I think they said they're near Goulburn. I need to have a look on a map. But anyway, there's a really cool facility near there. It's like a couple hundred acres of just, and there's like a gym and there's all sorts of stuff. And I'm super excited <laughs> in case oh. you can't tell. You mentioned um, the SAS stuff and we've been watching on TV and I'm like, oh, I just want to do this. I want to, I would love to put myself through that kind of experience just to test myself and to see, to see what I am actually capable of. I think so often we know we're a bit strong, you know, we know that we can endure a fair bit, but to be tested on and to take into our limits, I think everyone should be able to have a go at that at some stage. Oh, a hundred percent. Totally agree with you. And I am very much the same. Like I definitely do want to participate in one of them. Um, <laughs> but the one that we're doing in, in regional New South Wales has an element of that as well. So um, wow. I can link you. Oh, I'll, wait till we've, I'll wait till we've launched it and then I'll send it through to you and yeah. add it in a bit later. But um, so one of, our, one of our wonderful ambassadors has actually done a camp with them, which is how I found out about it. So there's definitely an element of that to it, which is cool. So we'll have one on the East Coast and one on the West Coast. So that's super exciting. 
Fabulous. So um, to wrap us up, uh, how can we be part of the Herbraw event next year? Should people be jumping on and getting their tickets now? Yeah, absolutely. So our lifetime membership, the foundation membership tickets are $49. So you can, our Instagram page is her underscore raw. So R-O-A-R. Um, that's probably the easiest way to find all of the information. Otherwise, our website is her raw. Um, I think it's all one word. I don't think it's any hyphens.com. Um, but the Instagram would be the easiest place to find all of that. So you can do that. You can sign on for a foundation membership. If you want to wait and see a little more what it's about, you can also sign up to our mailing list as well or give us a follow on Instagram. And the competitions that um, are being held at the actual um, event, are they all yes. um, invite only or can people register for those? No, so the strong woman is invite only mm-hmm. um, where people have to nominate themselves and they'll be selected. We are running workshops there though. So the women who have done the Strong Women web series will be hosting a couple of Strong Women workshops there for anyone who wants to give it a go or is a little keen to learn a little bit more about it. Um, powerlifting, there is a novice comp as well as an invite only. Bodybuilding is all novice um, as well. Then with the jujitsu and the CrossFit and things like that, more information um, in the fun run, more information will come out over the next couple of months in regards to how people can register for that, where they can find more information um, and things like that as well. So the competition stuff will start... I think the dates for that rolling out will be then over the next six weeks anyway. So the, the first place a lot of that will go will be social media. Thank you so much for having a chat to us today. Um, it, I am so excited for this event. Um, I'm excited to well, see um, who all the exhibitors are going to be. I'm excited to attend and, um, you know, fingers crossed that everything goes okay in terms of global pandemic-wise. Um, but yeah, otherwise I'm just, uh, I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. So congratulations oh, on, thank you. Um, on moving forward with that, you know, idea in the back of your head that just kept niggling. Um, yeah, all <laughs> power to you. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. And thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Thanks for listening to the Fit Fab and 40 something podcast. As always, I'd love it if you could take a screenshot from whichever platform you're listening on and share it on your social media. And don't forget to tag FitFab and 40 Something Podcast on Instagram. Until next time, see you later.